Yeah. Doing a lot yeah, for their communities. So, such platforms are really great. So if you look at the Yale, uh, when did you first hear of it? Oh, okay. So in fact, when I was introduced, you were a medical student when okay. President Obama launched it. Uh, 2014. Yes, <laughs> I was in med school. Okay. By then, so um, around that time, I, I I never applied because we went through the criteria. Realized yeah. that you know, <laughs> <laughs> we need to overqualify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was following up the the kind of things that they were doing, the people they were selecting for. Okay. The until 2016 when I really lost track of it. Okay. Because by then we had finished school, we were unemployed, okay. <laughs> we were hustling, okay. doing private work, left, right, center. So okay. I didn't have Yeah, so when I got posted and eventually accepted the postings, okay. then um, by then I had other senior colleagues to who had part of the Yale program. Okay. And their stories too were very inspiring. Okay. Salome at 3D. Okay. There, there was um, this uh, doctor who worked in Volta region. Okay. Also. Um, he too had done a lot of things there. Okay. Yeah. And then um, there was another fellow who came to the district where I practiced that okay. we were working on a common project was a bully also okay. eradication and control program. Okay. He had also gone for worship. Okay. Yeah, so I mean when I spoke to the like challenge, the, the work that you are doing, you just need to apply for Yali. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So a few days to the closing in in the 2019 application cycle, okay, that I really sat down and put some few, you know, things together. Okay, that was I think in 2018. Okay, the only got selected for 2019, so that application was in 2018. 2018. Yeah, that I applied. So when the short listing came for the interview, I, yeah. I called Aguma Charlie. I've been selected for uh, <laughs> finalist stage. So you've made it. I made it seem as if the interview. Yeah. <laughs> but when I went, you realized it was a very rigorous interview. Yeah. Very rigorous interview. So, um, well, we said that we need a perspective of what we've done. And um, we asked why I think I qualified. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, well, there was this woman on the panel, okay. Antisphere, okay. she eventually, she was one of the coordinators of the program okay. at the embassy, he is one of the long serving Ghanaians in the US embassy, okay. she went there for over 20 years. It's an elderly woman. Yes. Yes. <laughs> he said, hey, my friend, you know, this is the platform to practice, so tell about all your... <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, uh, I put some one or two thoughts together, said what I can, like okay, you can hear from us. So I think a couple of weeks later, we had the email that I mean, wasn't selected for the, the program. And I think I was quite fortunate. I got also selected for PGD. Okay, the professional development experience. <laughs> so that was going to end your long stay in the States yeah. for this whole program. Yeah. yeah. yeah it was quite nice experience. Wow. 
And in fact, when I went and the people we met were like, wow, so all of these people I got selected. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you hear well, people's stories. Yes, you hear people's stories like, oh, but then we are joking. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, and the learning experience there. Oh yes, it's a lot to learn. Yeah. You know, a lot to learn. There's a lot about the American culture. Yeah. That is not shown in media. So the, we were in civic engagement. Engagement, yeah. So. The program is designed such that it exposes you to the different aspects of the American culture. It's a deep world developed part of America. And there are other disadvantaged areas. There are a number of other people who are homeless as well. Okay. But they choose to share the first part of their story. <laughs> that's interesting. Yes, and that's one of the things I really picked up. Wow. In as much as we have challenges as a country, it's, it, it, like I'm not saying we should share those challenges. Yeah. But the equal energy with which we share those challenges yeah. also highlight the positive aspect of our culture yeah. and our development. Then we just suppose that to say that with giving the adequate resources, logistics, the okay. knowledge, everything, we can solve this problem. Ourselves. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> that, that was one of the key things that they really wanted us to pick. So, you know, we, we, we kind of revolutionize our thinking that um, there is not much that if we don't do ourselves, somebody will do for us. Okay. But when we come together, when we work together yeah. within our country, we pull our resources together. Yeah. We all have our hands on deck that we can we want to solve these problems. Yeah. That is when somebody elsewhere to come to our aid to okay. want to you know, help support. us so, so support and solve okay. So coming back from the fellowship, one of the things that has really helped me in, in, in solving problems. As I identify the problem locally, yeah. the thinking is what we can, what can we do locally? Yeah. Yeah. Do we need from uh, external help? Yeah. This? So now, in uh, in our district, um, in Kwanzaa North. Yeah. In fact, uh, originally I heard from there. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was born there. Okay. So I would say that was my wow. home district. My so we are saying when problem is identified, we should look at what internally can be done before yeah. looking for external yes, solutions. Yes, internally, what can we do? Then in Ghana, it's like <laughs> we, we have to go and bring external consultant, bring in people without even engaging the people in the organization. Yeah, so that that, that is that is the uh, deficiency of yeah the, our, the, our way of solving problem. Because when the external help or the the consultant yeah. or Whoever is coming yeah, for logistics or resources sees that within your ability <laughs> you've been able to do this, then I mean, I can come in to also support. Okay, so now, even a, a lot of the donors in developed countries yeah. in the US and Europe 
want community-led initiatives yeah. that they support. Yeah. They're all thinking where there is some come and do it. want to come and solve everything. Yeah. They all know it. No, they are shifting away from that. So when you start something, then they will be able to support. So as I was saying, now we are doing a water project in the district. Okay. It was a friend that I met and like, well, I've identified that you know, various communities, there are some that do not have potable asset water. Okay. And he had done similar projects in other countries, okay. even in Ghana in the water region. Okay. So I was like, well, so what can we do? Oh, uh, we can bring the community together. Okay. We can provide a borehole or something. The community too can support by getting the platform and other yeah. things. And like, well, I mean, that's a great idea. Wow. If I identify currently five communities, wow. In Ghana North District, that we are providing them potable access to them. Uh, but those, those communities that have electricity, we are mechanizing it wow. with uh, polytons and the submersible. So company. that intervention came when you went to the US? Yeah, so after I've come back to okay. Ghana, it was one of the friends that. Wow, have, so that's the power of networking. <laughs> wow. Yeah, yeah, so now we've already commissioned one manual. Wow. There's one that they are working on the platform, the mechanization process, wow. and three other companies we are yet to build. So wow. after the Christmas break, we'll be going back wow. to continue. So this, we're doing it together with Hope for Ghana Foundation. Wow. So these are some of the things. So in a like, we would all sit on social media yeah. and complain and complain yeah. against leadership yeah. and all of that. I think we do. Ourselves. Ourselves. As a people. Yeah, we can do, we can start something. Yeah. Then people can come I mean, into it and we want to help you do this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. And I, I, I think if we can have the this generation thinking that way from the home, the community, corporate offices. Yeah. Like people have a solution with them, but yeah. because. Uh, the way we have been thinking that yeah. the solution will come from outside. Yeah. Uh, someone from Israel will bring the solution. Yeah. And it's really where well, most of those projects had even not been sustainable. Yes. But when the donors leave or those who brought the project, the project also dies. Yes. But if you're able to engage the people even yeah. in and I think this concept is what should be used in developing our community, our constituency. Yeah. When you engage the people they will protect the project. Yes. When you leave them, you see that somebody from afar who donated and they cannot maintain it. Yeah. So there's that community ownership. Yeah. That they would feel like, well, they are part of the origination of the idea. Yeah. And therefore, once they feel part of it, yeah. definitely. They will do everything to protect it. Yeah, they will go every mile, every extent to protect it. Wow. So it's, it's one of the things that should be introduced wow. in think. Yeah. Most of the time, if you think that, oh, always oh, has to be politicians, yeah. it has to be this, you have to solve our problem. I think that is our greatest problem as a country, yeah. where everyone thinks their problem is someone who is their problem. Yes, yes, yes. Meanwhile, they are not solving anything. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, last time I, I met um, staff my facility, you know, like, well, we complain virtually about everything about everybody except ourselves. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Except ourselves. <laughs> except ourselves. Yeah, but this is the time we need to do some introspection. You know, like, well, what can I do? To yeah. Because there's that leadership in everybody. Yeah. Wherever you are, you're a leader. True. Wherever you are. So instead of sitting down and thinking that was somebody's responsibility. Yeah. It's like, oh, this is also my responsibility. This is what I can do. 
this is what I think it needs to be done. Yeah. Then you sell the idea to people, like, or you market the idea to them. Like, yeah. oh, I think when you do A, B, C, you achieve X, Y, Z results. In doing this, we need these resources. Yeah. We need like these expertise. Yeah. There are people raising with you. Yeah. Uh, but it's not like you all sit down and complain and complain and nothing gets solved. You listen to the airwaves these days. Yeah. And every day is about we complain. Yeah, complaining. Complain about everything. Yeah. It's like I said, it looks as if we have a cause in complaining. <laughs> no. Because almost everybody has sent to be a complainer. Every professional is like, our director is bad, our leader is yeah. this, our head is this. Yeah. But we take ourselves out of there. Exactly. So we need to also see ourselves to solving the problem. Yeah. We are not being part of solving the problem. Then we, we are part, part of the problem. Of the problem. Yeah. Uh, so, wow. just thinking that we need to be able to push. Of course, there are certain problems that the ability to solve doesn't rest within our bosom. Yeah. yeah. But within the small niche that we are, yeah. the little that we can give, everybody inviting the small corner we are, yeah. then it will be a, a big glow. Sure. Yes. Uh, so, wow. <laughs> wow. So, the uh the community yeah community medical center yeah so that one too when did the idea start all right so um but this is a usadf funded clinic okay now after the fellowship there was a grant competition okay it was the usadf is united states african development foundation okay they ran the grant competition with city foundation okay and the idea is to support local or grassroots people okay. come out with an idea that is scalable okay. and self-sustaining. Okay. It could either be a for-profit or for non-profit, okay. but mostly they prefer a sustainable mm. or a for-profit venture because okay. after an initial amount of money, yeah. you should be able to self-sustain. Yeah. Yeah. So by then, Lucian um, had only a health center. There was no hospital. Okay. So that place, uh, that was better is called Abusunya. Abusunya. Okay. Abusunya is family. Okay. So, you know, I'm a resident uh, in family medicine. Okay. Uh, yeah, I think I read, yeah, I read. <laughs> so, yeah, I read that. Yeah, so the concept of family health care <laughs> yeah. is what we... Is the people. Yes. Yeah, yeah, bringing it to the people technically. Yeah, and holistic care. Yeah, and planning with them. With them, yes. So, you instead of the old thinking of medicine where... Um, we, we treat the individual or we treat the disease. This one, we're treating the individual and the family. Yeah. Well, the person is from a family. <laughs> <laughs> and usually in Ghana, we've left the family behind. We even fight with the family. Yes. But wow. once you, you carry them along, yeah. then that is when you'll be able to achieve a comprehensive and holistic care. Okay. So that, that was the whole idea about the Abyssinian concept. Oh. So when we applied for the grant competition, we went to a lot of stages yeah. and eventually got selected wow. and won a 25,000 US grant wow. to start. Now, we divided our project scope into two phases. Okay. Three phases, actually. So the first phase was that we would be able to lease an apartment already in an existing. But okay. the grant amount to do a fresh build-up of hospitals, stuff with like, uh, yeah. equipment and things, we wouldn't be able to finance. Okay. So the idea was, okay, we can lease an apartment, remodel it, okay. and, and to suit a clinic. Okay. 
then we use the funds to procure equipment okay. and other logistics to okay. start with. Okay. Now after we start and then we get a claim to run as a sustainable venture. Yeah. We've acquired a vast stretch of land okay. that we can then be a build up of a fresh tanky hospital okay. wow. for the community. Wow. So that, that is this whole project idea and then the wow. idea. But we also leverage on the existing idea with, with, with by my colleague I mentioned. Okay. Uh, for his idea, they do the farm for impact model where okay. they have established community farms. Okay. So revenues from the farms then fuel the sustainability of his clinic and okay. then the girls' school. Okay. So it's a similar idea we, we are adopting. Okay. The first thing is that we've gotten the clinic to run. People okay. have to be healthy before. Okay. Now with our phase two, we want to also establish large scale community farms. So in our area, cashew is okay. one of the I mean cash crops. Okay. Um, and then other staple food plates. Then once these all come on stream okay. funding, okay. then we can start a 10 key okay. hospital. Wow. So that that's so the <laughs> yeah. Wow. So it's going to progress. It's going to be very sustainable. Okay. Because you carry the community along with it. Yeah. So with initial startup funding, twenty-five thousand uh, dollars, you be able to start something. Yeah. And then yeah. you scale it up. Yeah. And then the institution will then be self-financed. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So is is different from the district hospital line. Yes, so the district hospital is a grant facility. Yeah, that way. but this one this is one a community led initiative wow. and a sustainable private venture. Wow. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's actually great. <laughs> uh, i really done well. Yeah. Uh, because I think, uh, for me, I like family medicine because if you look at our practice, uh, we've taken the family out of the care totally. And then almost we don't even consider the opinions yeah. and then. But as you said, holistically, you are looking at how would that, and I think that concept is integrated almost every branch of medicine. We should have patients getting recovery at a faster rate, yeah, that's but true. we leave the family aside. We don't even consider their values anymore. Yeah, and there uh, are a lot of the history that we need. Yeah, we won't get it from the, the people. Yes. The, 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 the family genogram, that tells you. <laughs> <laughs> that this patient, yeah. so maybe why this patient coming from this place is yeah. presenting with this. this condition. And if you delve well into the history, you realize on the family, you realize that oh, we are doing some genetic. Condition. Yeah. So it is something that I mean, family medicine really appreciates our thinking wow. <laughs> and our approach to wow. patient care. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So after you came, did you get any of your, has any of your uh, partners come to Ghana here. All right. So, um, in fact, they should have been in Ghana. Okay. Uh, in May okay. this year, but because of, of COVID, COVID. <laughs> so we postponed it to next yeah. year. It was a reciprocal exchange. Okay. Award that I won. Okay. With some of the people I met. Okay. So the Yali program or the Mandawa Center Fellowship program yeah. after post fellowship has an a competition or an award where partners or network that you built in the US yeah. you work with them to solve local problems. Okay. So there are two 
professional sign medicine the state that we applied in Rwanda. Okay. The project we are going to do is to establish a meditation garden and enhance adult environment for neonatal care at Kuku. Wow. Yeah. So uh, currently, because of the COVID pandemic and yeah. travel restrictions and ban, we postponed the particular wow. willing in May next year, hopefully. They wow. And we've been thinking of expanding the scope now wow. because we have some time. And wow. And one thing we did that would like would enhance this this project was that you know the partners coming had some dedicated fund for the accommodation in terms of hotel bills. Okay. And the amount was quite significant. So okay. I discussed with them that okay. The place I work, the number of nurses and okay. nursing mothers okay. who come to work with their babies okay. and the facility. It's not happening. Infrastructure and logistics. There's no correction. Yeah. So we can also lease an apartment. Okay. And you know, furnish it. So after they've come, stay for two weeks. But they were staying for very yeah. For two weeks and leave, the place can be used as a crutch or like you know, preschool to hold yeah. the children of these like. The, their staff, okay. their, their, their kids. So I think they got into the idea, it was a fantastic idea, wow. and then we committed some resources. So currently we leave the apartment because of yeah, COVID, the COVID. I mean, wow. rent is ra- ra- running out and all of that, but it's not a problem. Wow. Hopefully when they come and leave, once we start, wow. we are that uh, still sell the idea to other people, yeah. and then Yeah. Wow. <laughs> oh, these are these are really great ideas, and I, I, I think that's all what the youths really need to do because yeah. the complaint is too much uh, in yeah. this our generation. You made mention, you know, people have a lot of energy, but sometimes how to even put the idea into yeah. project that you know people can buy into becomes yeah, we can sell it. Wow. <laughs> so the other people who also, you know, left Ghana for the program, how is the connection, connection within the country? Yeah. They, like, are there projects that all of you too? Yeah. So, the fellows that I met, I mean, from Ghana. I'm a Dankai, you know her. Yeah, I'm a Dankai, the yeah. fabulous man. Yeah, yeah. She's also a previous fellow. I think 2017. Uh, yeah, 2017 yeah. fellow. She's doing, I mean, fantastic yeah, job with coaching, with yeah. leadership, and all of that. Yeah. So we have an association, the Mandela Washington yeah. Association of all follows. You know Victoria Eboa? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I visited her that year. She had wanted to stop all the things she was doing. So about a few months later, she said she has had the opportunity to uh, uh, with Tango. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you were saying. Yeah, so there's uh, the association where fellows doing a lot of amazing work okay. just to be amplified. Okay. So when COVID strike, the association came together and did a COVID intervention project. Okay. Where we organized PPEs, we organized uh, detergents and other things and donated to uh, various organizations and institutions, including okay. the prisons and other health facilities. Yeah. And then one of our fellow t- to 
also won a government <coughs> contract okay. to produce the homemade mask, the, okay. the reusable okay. face mask. Okay. So she also donated some of the masks to the association. Okay. There are other projects that we run together as okay. fellows. Okay. Yeah, we run mentorship series program. Okay. Yeah, and a whole lot of other okay. things that we do. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> that's really amazing. Uh, it's really amazing. So from your experience, are you working uh, there? As, I think you were making mention of what motivated you to go to the Kukum. Yeah. Because typically, <laughs> an MD who comes from school will not choose to go to Kukum. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but your impact has been great, having gone there over the period. What really motivated you to go to Yeah. Fossa? Yeah. <laughs> well, so the story of me getting there, yeah. Um, was saying after house job, I was in Kumasi doing a lot of private work, looking here and there. And um, I was hoping to really stay in Kumasi, okay. honestly. Well, <laughs> <laughs> like by initial choice, I yeah. wanted to end up here. But I wanted to start life from somewhere, then later come back home and you know, also you know, be able to make some impact. Yeah. But I think whatever happened, God has a plan. Yeah. So eventually, my name going to Brown I came. My posting has been scheduled for it's not the south. And you know <laughs> the district has a previous record or a past record of a lot of political violence and other things. Time past. I think these days the narrative is changing. Okay. It's been relatively peaceful okay. within the city. So naturally, people or health workers are really not attracted okay, to the place. The place of such districts and deprived communities. So when I ended up there working with the community members and like, like well, naturally we are from this region, so let's all put our hands on deck and see how best we can work together to change the narrative. One of the uh, initial time we needed to overcome was converting the place from a health center to a hospital status. That was which year? So that we started from 2017 okay. to 2018. Yeah. yeah, so we started a process. By 2018, we had achieved it. We, we achieved it in record time of less than eight months. Wow. <laughs> so what, are, what goes into being converted from health center to a hospital? Yeah, so it depends on the capacity of the facility, okay. the logistics, okay. and human resources. Okay. So we need to have per the health facility and regulatory authority standards, yeah. certain basic or minimum standards you need to have. Okay. So for instance, to have a hospital status, in terms of human resource, there's a number of categories of health workers, okay, so you doctors, need. nurses, midwives, midwives physician assistants, and all of that, or all the other cadets of okay. staff. You need to have all those companies. And then in terms of logistics, you need to have a function theater, okay. the number of wards, the number of bed capacity, okay. facility, all counts. And all the other complements, laboratory, yeah. or diagnosis, all these things. So when I got in there, the facility lacked this critical infrastructure. Yeah. So we wrote proposals and negotiated with various organizations, Coco Buying Company and here. In the district? Yes, within the district. So we went for the IGM and made a strong case why they yeah. need to support, support the person. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, it was a simple thing I told them. Like, 
you work within this district. The farmers are your primary customers. You buy cocoa from them. I mean, you make some earnings or some revenue. Yeah. You get a premium bonus. Yeah. So one of the things you can give back to them is investing in their health. Yeah. So the maternity unit as at that time was, I mean, was a small place, very okay. So, um, so typically sometimes you have mothers also uh, having to be placed on the floor because you have just <coughs> about three, three or yeah. four beds in, in, the, in the unit. Yeah. So what you can do to make an impact and give back to the farmers is to put up a, a, a maternity unit for us. And I think it was something that resonated very well with them. Wow. They bought into the idea, it started about... A 25 bed capacity maternity block with a labor wall. And it's a cocoa. The uh, Amajara Cocoa Bind Cooperative. Wow. Yeah. With an open. They put up the maternity Yeah. Yeah. They're putting up. They, wow. The project is almost completed. I think what is left with is the tiling and then the glazing. Wow. So that's what, what was your secret? How? Because I think it's, it's a challenge for many leaders to yeah. be able to spearhead some of this, you know, sustainable project that you are talking about. Yeah. Usually, people will complain it's not there, and then, like, how are you able to connect first with the community leaders, and then? Yeah. So you know, I mentioned that we need to think what can be done locally. Yeah. So. In doing that, you did you have this idea before the year? <laughs> <laughs> just after yearly. No, I mean these these are these are uh, these are thoughts that yeah. you have. But of course, the the, the yearly program yeah, also expanded and expands on this yeah. scope. So um, these are people that we identified as stakeholders or okay. partners in the healthcare space, and it was naturally something that we like, okay, let's approach everybody that we can and see how they can support. And they were one of the primary people. And I think we're also a bit very lucky because uh, the people that we also sold the idea to bought into the idea yeah. and then support it. If we had gone to them, we're like, well, probably have other priorities yeah. or maybe we are not interested in this idea. Definitely, we wouldn't have been able to achieve that. Yeah. So, I mean, we thank God for it wow. coming to this, but we, it's something we talked to. So both the, the building and furnishing of the area is a project they yes, undertake. Yeah, it, it, it's being done by wow. the, the group. We involved the traditional council. Okay. We had the Omaini also back in the call wow. for the people to support. I mean, you did your community <laughs> engagement very well. <laughs> yes, you know, this is causing a lot of yeah. uh, doctors, a lot of healthcare managers. It's like we are sitting in one place and the community is just apart. Yeah. So problems that we will be crying, you made mention of. The community has solution, but yeah. we we move around. Yeah. Now, if we sit in our office and expect that they work to us, definitely they will not work to us. Yeah. <laughs> we need to move Go to, to them. them. We need to engage them. Sometimes, what they expect of us, but when we also explain our position to yeah. them, they might have a different view yeah. or a different perspective about yeah. it all together. Wow. Yeah. So it was one of the things that we we. we and then after that, the community also, we did a deba and okay. families and we building a 20 bed capacity case ward. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a case ward. So the project too, I think, is still on, on course. Wow. We are set to I mean, finish. There, we experienced some, a bit of delay because of funding issues. Wow. 
that we are organizing other resources to see how we can finish up and finish wow. the project. So wow. these are some of the things that we do. And then the, there was also an existing building for okay. the theater, wow. which was also led by the committee. Wow. Now, there was a former member of parliament who had connections with a U.S. organization. Okay. So they donated medical equipment okay. to furnish the theater. Wow. And the studio machine, theater bed, and some other things. Wow. Yeah. So these were things that helped us for us to get the theater also upstream and on board. Wow. And then the other logistics. And then we internally too from our IGF wow. we we did quite some expansion works. Wow. And then some innovations, and these are things that helped us to wow. achieve that. Wow. And the original health directorate too was generous to us. Well, I mean, wow. we're almost every day now and I then think, on uh, the neck of the directors. But you were you were under one and a half. Yes, the, those times we were together. It was but now you are at now a under half. half yeah. <laughs> wow! They also gave a good support. Yeah. So wow. with posting of health workers. Oh, okay. Your health workers to our community. Yeah. I mean, you have to do lobbying for yes, more. Yes, you need to. No, people, so when you went, how many staff did you have then? Oh, initially, the total staff strength was 39. That's about 40. Now we've increased to 200 and... Wow. 13. 39 <laughs> to 230. Yeah. Wow. So, you see, previously, they were posting health workers. Wow. But people declined posting. Uh, so, what we did was that, I mean, as and when, we go to make a case to the region that wow. we need this category of staff. And of course, if they, they also don't post people, employ people, they will not get staff. Yeah. So, I mean, they fight the Ghana service and government, they fight extensive work by putting and employing people and posting them. But in posting them to you as a healthcare manager, should be able to attract those people to your place because they are across the Yeah, sure. So you have to meet with them, you have to you know, negotiate and dialogue with them. Wow. Some basic other support that you can. Yeah. You, you, you just introduce those as to them. I mean, like support or yeah. to encourage people to accept postings to your area. Wow. And so these were some of the things. Wow. Little things. It may not sound very huge. Yeah. Yeah. But these are basic other things. We were very constrained with accommodation. Wow. Not like we were able to provide accommodation for the number of people yeah. that we were posted to. What we did was that locally, the existing staff would lead to support new, newly posted people to look for accommodation. Okay. And then we also spoke to the community so that when these people come to our they help them. They help them. They can subsidize, subsidize their accommodation for them. And for them to stay. Wow. <laughs> so these were some of the basic other things that we did wow. to attract. But if the people come, to the mm. district and they are not finding place to stay. They can't stay. Definitely they will not stay yeah. or they will not leave to work. Wow. Wow. I guess your people are giving you support. The staffs are also supporting you. Oh yeah, I think wow. my management and my staff, definitely you don't have it on the yeah, staff, but, but there will be individual differences. Definitely. definitely. And of course, in, in organization, yeah. there will be an organizational conflict, but the yeah, ability sure. to rise beyond yeah. that and solve this problem. Now, because these things that you are doing, definitely, if a leader is doing some of this thing, definitely majority of the people like it, and yeah. then 
and they'll really be happy working yeah. there. Yeah, uh, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to achieve all yeah. these things that we talk about mm, without the support, the support mm, of from the, your management, the, the, my management and my staff. Yeah. So, I mean, they are doing a lot of the work. Yeah. A lot of the work is being done by them. We provide leadership directions, wow. of course, clinical directions as well. Wow. But if they don't buy into your idea, yeah. if they don't support you, definitely will not be able to succeed. So, I mean, as a leader, one of the key things to do is to, I mean, for us to take care of our staff, take care of our management, for them to give up their best. Yeah. Yes, um, having said that, yeah, there are challenges. Yeah, they should sure. not be able to completely yeah, solve, solve all the problem. problems or the challenges that staff yeah. may face or may have. But the engagement, the yeah. dialogue, I mean, listening to them, we do uh, staff there, but, and they come up with their ideas. Yeah. We respect the ideas. Yeah, we all negotiate and dialogue. Some of them, some of the things they or the demands definitely be beyond the scope of yeah. as management. So we also present to them yeah. what we think would be in the best interest of the facility. Yeah. Then we all dialogue, form a common ground, their consensus, yeah. and implement. Yeah. I think the ability to have been able to do this is what has completed to a lot of the successes that we've talked about. <laughs> oh, this is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's really interesting. Uh, at least your experience with medical school, health facilities, where you were before, where you are now, you realize it's not easy leading people. Yeah. It's very tough for a lot yeah. of medical directors, <laughs> even at a big, big health facility. Yeah. What is actually working for you? That's elsewhere. Uh, people are struggling with it. What What is actually uh, distinguishing between what you are doing there because a lot of people are really struggling so far as our health system is yeah. really concerned and being given that position converting it into a district hospital is a lot of effort yeah. and for me this is all credit to good leadership what would you say is lacking in our system as a country well, from so your experience and then what you are doing now and then tying your experience from the united states yeah so um but Healthcare managing healthcare facilities these times is, is, is not easy. With constraints, with logistics, yeah. with financing, the human resource and all of that. But um our ability to rise beyond those challenges is what helps us to solve those problems. And identifying key stakeholders and bringing them on board as partners is is is, is one of the driving forces. What we did quite well in our place, although it was a highly polarized environment, yeah. we tried as much as possible to bring all the various heads together. Okay. Yeah, so we realized that the case work project that we're doing, the continental yeah. initiative, the traditional council is on board, the various major heads are also on board, and yeah. they all made significant contribution to the success of this project. Okay. So when you are able to do that, you are able to rally the community behind. It. Okay. And of course, once you have the whole community backing, then yeah. there's nothing. You like succeed. It. Yeah. When you have challenges, there are the very people that will help you to solve them. You are not turning your back behind them. Yeah. Also, they are the same people that will give you the complaints. Yeah. And what we do is that once the complaints come, yeah, we, we engage them. And let them themselves help to suggest so, possible yeah. solutions to the, those problems. Right. Sometimes you be thinking that okay, I want to do this for the community yeah. or for the human. But 
that might not be what they, they are they interested need. in or they need. That might not be their need. Yeah. And so you need to do a critical need assessment for them. Of course, you are the technical person. Yeah. You give them the technical advice. But having given them the technical advice, there's that soft spot or social part of okay. the quality dimension. Okay. That will come from them. And that is the community ownership. <laughs> and uh, will you say, if you look at our system as a country, do we, how will you rate that community ownership across the country, from at least your experience? Because yeah. I think what you are saying is a major thing that if we are able to identify, then we should succeed as a, yeah. as a facility, whichever place that we find ourselves. Look, you know, our country, because of the systems that yeah. we run, the systems of government, where there is a winner takes all, yeah. the party wins, Parties in power, the president has huge yeah, power to, to himself. Yes, to I mean, appoint virtually everybody. <laughs> everybody in the country. There's some few constitutional statutory organizations. Yeah. Then the other section may not necessarily feel the need to rally behind for that success. Yeah. But, you know, Mature democracies. Yeah. I mean, look at what happens with the U.S. elections, yeah. with Trump and Biden and all that. Even up to now, when <laughs> the president is, the Trump is not considered defeat. The, I mean, official president elect Biden is trying hard to rally the whole country behind, yeah. trying to bring them together, and yeah. he has consistently been saying yeah. that he's going to be president, not for just for all. those who voted for them, but yeah. president for all. I think this is what every leadership, especially in this part of our world, our country needs to yeah. do. I think we've seen signs of the current president also trying to yeah. rally everybody behind. Now, when we are able to achieve that, and it has to be also to be done at the micro level, okay. not at the, the, the executive the figure, level, yeah. but even within our... So within the district constituency, whoever wins, so practically how does the person rally the other people yes, it's, in it's, the community? It's not an easy job. I mean, it's going to be difficult, yeah. but it is about our actions and inactions. Okay. It is about holding that firm belief. It's not everybody that holds that firm belief yeah. that when I win power, yeah. I should be able to bring the people who work or having dissenting opinions yeah. together. Yeah. Uh, once we, we, we move that first step yeah. and hold that thought or that belief that we are all in the same business of building our country. Yeah. In doing that, people have different ideas. Yeah. Somebody thinks that you need to pass maybe left, another person needs to pass, pass right, right, and they won't arrive at a point yeah. to build a country. Yeah. So when the power rests with you, you have to identify all avenues or strategies to bring okay. other parties on board. Okay. It may be very difficult, and yeah. but I mean, our actions, our inactions, I mean, extending that loving hand to yeah. them inviting them to the table yes and avoiding the acrimony that we, yeah. we see which has characterized our political yeah. environment yeah i think we'll really be able to bring the very people who support these yeah. leaders yeah. together if the leaders are seen yeah. to to be united yeah. working for a common cause the government of the country i think they are followers yeah they also follow things. One thing is that beyond or uh, in, in close doors, they are very good friends. Yeah, but when they come out, but when they're on the radio, <laughs> when they're on the political platforms, yeah. they behave as if they yeah, are the and, 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 and that is what 
between the youth see. Yeah. We don't see the other part when okay. they are in, they are in, 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 in closed doors. Yeah. I mean, when they are in parliament and there's off camera. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have their drinking own, tea yeah. together. Yeah. And there are some who are even family members who yeah, sure. have taken different sides. Yeah. So that is what we the youth need to emulate. That it is about sharing ideas. Yeah. It is about we have different views, but we are not enemies. We are not enemies. You, 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 you explain your point of view. The other person also has an opportunity to explain his or her point of view respectfully in a cordial environment. So, wouldn't you say we need a lot of sensitization programs? For example, what we are doing is as we have 100 people listening. Uh, wouldn't you think such programs will also help in changing you know, the way we do things as usual? That's perfect. And I think it's one of the biggest steps that you've taken with, with, with the previous platform, the yeah. program that you do. Yeah. All right. It's one of the biggest things that you, you do. I mean, community sensitization and engagement or education really takes quite a lot of time to use results. Yeah. But we should be proud of the gradual progress or improvements that we achieve. Yeah. And then, as I said, when we started from the lower level, yeah. even right now, educational. Yeah. Structures. Yeah. We let people understand. Yeah. We let students or the young people understand that in building the nation, we yeah. all have to. We all don't necessarily need to belong to one, one party, particular party. party or ideology. Yeah. yeah. But whichever one you believe in, yeah. the ultimate goal is to have development. To have development. Yeah. To have security. Yes. So why would then people be? violent, people will be aggressive yeah. in sharing their ideas. Sometimes too it has been that the person's next daily bread is hanged on political power. <laughs> when the power goes he has lost so he when has to do everything to preserve <laughs> Yeah, when power swings and yeah, he loses his daily bread so he loses his livelihood. So he has to do everything. everything. Whether good yeah. or bad so that is what we also need to build our country on. Okay. We need to shift, um, uh, like how people live. Yeah. From it being rested on political power. Yeah. For instance, if we are a civil servant, okay. Irrespective of which party is in power, we, and you know that your job is secured. Yeah. It is not hinged on the political. Yeah. Party or the whoever is in government. Then definitely whatever the decision that person is doing is fair is free and fair. Yeah. He knows that he needs to put his ultimate responsibility on him for the country, his service to the country and not so if to you look at people whose job are secured, who even belong to state institutions, who are expected to make sure that our democracy runs. But where you do not get the kind of justices or the kind of uh, uh, the best practice in running certain institution uh, can be always tied to probably the security of their job. That is why they are. We can look at executive arms or cabinet judiciary, and then other state institution established by law who are supposed to be very independent. But sometimes the independence is compromised. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether because of friends. Because if it's only money, you realize that their work is secure. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe from your experience, why we are not able to have those independent 
minded people expressing their idea in their field of work. Yeah. An example is, let's say, even in medicine. Uh, I think you have a doctor who has a clinical judgment, knowing that no, this thing is not supposed to be done. Yeah. Uh, for political affiliation, doctor can just be there folding the arms, and then what is supposed to be done so that the whole citizen can benefit yeah. is actually being denied. Yeah. So that is why we all need to work to strengthen the institutions. Yeah. One of the institutions are strengthened. Okay. The independence of the, the state institutions okay. are guaranteed. Okay. Then the people who work in there would, would be motivated okay. to really express themselves from that technical point of view. But where we see micromanaging of these institutions, state institutions yeah. or independent institutions, then it's a cause to worry. Okay. And which is with that micromanaging, political powers and opinions, micromanaging yeah. it, yeah. that people or technocrats may not directly yeah. want to comment or something. There are, yeah. of course, there are you know, technical people doing amazing work. Yeah. But sometimes, for a few of being labeled yeah, or sure. victimized, yeah. they may want to keep the opinions yeah. themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and the country does have yeah, yeah, sure. So, but that one, I don't know how. Mm. But I think uh, what you are doing made mention of something. If we can tell the story of the good ones, yeah. me, I believe that we'll be able to change the narrative. Yeah. Because if you have, let's say, 100 people like you, let's say within this region, there are others, but we don't hear about them. Yeah. So I'm of the view we should have the voices of the good ones yeah. on the radio, on the television, big, big platform, in the yeah. schools, so that people that know. I can even be a doctor and still make an impact. Yeah. At the end of the day, how many doctors come to the district and they know they don't think about how the community will No, yeah. I think your idea is actually one atom, which I think we need to change. Because yeah. it's few who think about the community, but all these things we are doing, it ties to the fact that you have a human feeling for the community. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I, I don't know whether you said that like the human feeling is gone. I think yeah, yeah, you are right. Um, with this, with amplifying the voices of yeah. the very few, yeah. or those who otherwise would not have been heard, yeah. it's one way of, uh, I mean, one way of sensitizing or bringing these people together. Now, when people also feel that the sacrifice that they make okay. eventually, with time, will get wrong people yeah. in a lot yeah, for their communities. Mm. Such platforms are really great. So, if you look at the Yale, uh, when did you first hear of it? Oh, okay. So, in fact, when I was introduced, we were in medical school by then, when okay. President Obama launched it. Uh, 2014. Yes, <laughs> I was in school. Okay. By then, so um, around that time, I I never applied because we went through the criteria. Realized yeah. that you know, <laughs> we need to overqualify. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I was following up the the kind of things that they were doing, the people they were selecting for. Okay. The until 2016 when I really lost track of it. Okay. Because by then we had finished school, we were unemployed, okay. <laughs> we were hustling, okay. doing private work, left, right, center. So okay. I didn't have much. Yeah, so when I got posted and eventually accepted the postings, okay. 
then um, by then I had other senior colleagues too who had been part of the Yale program. Okay. And their stories too were very inspiring. Okay. Solomon at 3D. Okay. There, there was um, this uh, doctor who worked in Volta region. Okay. Also. Um, he too had done a lot of things there. Okay. Yeah. And then um, there was another fellow who came to the district where I practiced that okay. we were working on a common project. It was a really awesome okay. eradication and control program. Okay. That we he had also done the fellowship. Okay. Yeah. So, I mean, when I spoke to the like, challenge, the, the work that you are doing, you just need to apply for Yali. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, a few days to the closing in in the 2019 application cycle okay that i really sat down and put some few you know things together okay that was i think in 2018 okay very got selected for 2019 so that piece was in 2018. 2018 yeah that applied so when the shortlisting came for the interview i, yeah. I called Abima charlie i've been selected for uh <laughs> finalist stage so you've made it i made it seem i see yeah. the interview <laughs> yeah but when i went you know, it was a very rigorous interview yeah very rigorous interview so, um well we said that we did a perspective of what we've done and um they asked why i think i qualified yeah <laughs> 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 so, um, well, there was this woman on the panel, okay. and inspired. Okay. She eventually, she was one of the coordinators of the program okay. at the embassy. She is one of the long serving Ghanaians in the US embassy. Okay. She went there for over 20 it's years. It's an elderly woman. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she said, hey, my friend, yo, this is the platform to grab, so tell about all your... <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, uh, I put some one or two thoughts together, say what I can, like okay, you can hear from us. So I think a couple of weeks later, we had the email that I mean, gotten selected for the, the program, and I think I was quite fortunate. I got also selected for PGD. Okay, the professional development experience. <laughs> so I was going to end your long stay in the states yeah. for uh, this whole program. Yeah, yeah, yeah it was quite nice experience wow and if I, when i went and the people we met were like wow so many of these people i got selected <laughs> yeah. yeah you hear well people's stories people. yes you hear people's stories like oh but then we are joking oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow. yeah, but, uh, wow. The learning experience there. Oh yes, there's a lot to learn. Yeah. You know, a lot to learn. There's a lot about the American culture. Yeah. That is not shown in media. So the, we were in civic engagement. Engagement, yeah. So the program is designed such that it exposes you to the different aspects of the American culture. It's a very well developed part of America. And there are other disadvantaged areas. There are a number of other people who are homeless as well. Okay. 
but they choose to share the first part of their story. <laughs> <laughs> that's interesting. Yes, and that's one of the things I really picked up. Wow. In as much as we have challenges as a country, it's, it, it, like, I'm not saying we should share them. those challenges. Yeah. The equal energy with which we share those challenges also yeah. highlight the positive aspect of our culture yeah. and our development. Then we just suppose that to say that with giving the adequate resources, logistics, the okay. knowledge, everything, we can solve these problems. Ourselves. Yes, yes, yes. yes. <laughs> that, that was one of the key things that they really wanted us to pick. So, you know, we, we, we kind of revolutionize our thinking that um, there is not much that if we don't do ourselves, somebody will do for us. Okay. But when we come together, when we work together yeah. within our country, we pull our resources together. Yeah. We all have our hands on deck that we can we want to solve these problems. Yeah. That is when somebody elsewhere to come to our aid to okay. want to you know, help support. us so, so support and solve okay. So coming back from the fellowship, one of the things that has really helped me in, in, in solving problems is as I identify the problem locally, yeah. the thinking is what we can what can we do locally? Yeah. Do we need from external help? Yeah. So now in uh, in our district um, in Kwanzaa North, yeah. In fact, uh, originally I heard from there. Okay. <laughs> I was born there. Okay. So I, I would say that was my wow. home district or my birth district. So we are saying when problem is identified, we should look at what internally can be done before yeah. looking for external yeah, solutions. Internally, what can we do? Then, like Ghana, it's like we, we have to go and bring external consultant, bringing people without even engaging the people in the organization. Yeah, so that that, that is that is the deficiency of yeah our the, way our of solving problems. Problem. Because when the external help or the the consultant yeah. or whoever is coming yeah, for logistics or resources sees that within <laughs> your ability you've been able to do this, then. I mean, I can come in to also support. Okay. So now, even a, a lot of the donors in developed countries yeah. in the US and Europe want community-led initiatives yeah. that they support. Yeah. The old thinking where there is some Christmas want to come and solve everything. Yeah. They all know it, and they are shifting away from that. So when you start something, then they will be able to support. So as I was saying, now we are doing a water project in the district. Okay. It was a friend that I met and like, well, I've identified that you know, in various communities, there are some that do not have potable assets. Okay. And he had done similar projects in other countries, okay. even in Ghana in the water region. Okay. So I was like, well, so what can we do? Uh, we can bring the community together. Okay. We can provide a borehole or something. The community do can support by getting the platform and other things. Yes. Like, well, I mean, that's a great idea. Wow. We've identified currently five communities wow. in Ghana North District that we are providing them portable access to. Wow. But those, those communities that have electricity, we are mechanizing it. 
So that intervention came when you went to the US. Yeah, so after I've come back to okay. Ghana, it was one of the friends that wow. have, so that's the power of networking. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Yeah. So now we've already commissioned one manual. Wow. There's one that they are working on the platform, the mechanization process, wow. and three other companies we are yet to build. So wow. after the Christmas break, we'll be going back wow. to continue. So this we're doing it together with Home for Ghana Foundation. Wow. Yeah. So these are some of the things. So you know, like we will all sit on social media yeah. and complain and complain yeah. against leadership yeah. and all of that. I think we can ourselves as a people. Yeah, we can do we can start something. Yeah. Then people can come, come into and we want to help you do this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. And I I I think if we can have the this generation thinking that way from the home, the community, corporate offices. Yeah. Well, people have the solution with them, but yeah. because uh, the way we have been thinking that yeah. the solution will come from outside. Yeah. Uh, someone from Israel will bring the solution. Yeah. And usually, well, most of those projects have even not been sustainable. Yes. But when the donors leave, or those who brought the project, the project also dies. Yes. But if you're able to engage the people, even yeah. in and I think this concept is what should be used in developing our community, our constituency. Yeah. When you engage the people, they will protect the project. Yes. And when you leave them, they see that somebody from afar who donated and they cannot maintain it. Yeah. So there's that community ownership. Yeah. That they would feel like well, they are part of the origination of the idea. Yeah. And therefore, once they feel part of it, so yeah. definitely they will do everything to protect it. They will go every mile, every extent to protect it. Uh, so it's, it's one of the things that should be wow. introduced now, I think. Yeah. Most of the time, if you think that, oh, always has to be politicians, yeah. have to be this, have to solve our problem. I think that is our greatest problem as a country, yeah. where everyone thinks their problem is someone who is their problem. Yes, yes, yes. Meanwhile, they are not solving anything. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, last time I, I met, um, staff my facility, you know, like, well, we always complain virtually about everything about everybody except ourselves. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> yeah, it's true. Except ourselves. <laughs> except <laughs> ourselves. Yeah, but this is the time we need to do some introspection. You know, like, well, what can I do? To yeah. Do? Because there's that leadership in everybody. Yeah. Wherever you are, you are a leader. True. Wherever you are. So instead of sitting down and think that was somebody's responsibility yeah. like oh this is also my responsibility this is what i can do this is what i think it needs to be done yeah. then you sell the idea to people like or you market the idea to them like yeah. oh i think when you do abc you achieve xyz results in doing this we need these resources yeah we need like these expertise yeah there are people raising with you yeah yeah, but it's not like you all sit down and complain and complain and nothing gets solved. You listen to the airwaves these days. Yeah. And every day is about we complain. Yeah, complaining. Complain about everything. Yeah. But it's like I said, it, it looks as if we have a cause in complaining. <laughs> no. Because almost everybody has sent to be a complainer. Every professional is like, our director is bad, our leader is yeah. this, our head is this. Yeah. But we take ourselves out of there. Exactly. So we need to also see ourselves to solving the problem. Yeah. We are not being part of solving the problem. We, we are part, part of the problem. The problem. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. So wow. this thinking that we need to be able to push.
course, there are certain problems that the ability to solve doesn't rest within our bosom. Yeah. But within the small niche that we are, yeah. the little that we can give, everybody inviting the small corner we are, yeah. then it will be a, a big blow. Sure. Yes. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. So the Abusia, uh, the community. Yeah, community medical center. Yeah. So that one too. When did the idea start? All right. So, um, but this is a USADF funded clinic. Okay. Now, after the fellowship, there was a grant competition. Okay. It was the USADF is United States African Development Foundation. Okay. They ran the grant competition with City Foundation. Okay. And the idea is to support local or grassroots people okay. to come out with an idea that is scalable okay. and self-sustaining. Okay. It could either be a for-profit or for non-profit, okay. but mostly they prefer a sustainable or a for-profit venture because okay. after an initial amount of money, yeah. you should be able to self-sustain. Yeah. Yeah. So, by then, Busnia um, had only a health center. There was no hospital. Okay. So that place, uh, the hospital is called Busnia. Busnia. Okay. Busnia is family. Okay. So, the, you know, I'm a resident uh, in family medicine. Okay. Uh, like yeah, I think I read, yeah, I read. <laughs> so, yeah, I read that. Yeah. So the concept of family health care. Yeah. Is what is the people. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, bringing it to the people technically. Yeah, and holistic care. Yeah, and planning with them. With them, yes. So you instead of the old thinking of medicine where um, we, we treat the individual or we treat the disease, this one we're treating the individual and then the family. Yeah. Well the person is from a family. <laughs> <laughs> and usually in Ghana we've left the family behind. We've been fight with the family. Yes. But wow. once you, you carry them along, yeah, then that is when you'll be able to achieve a comprehensive and holistic care. Okay. So that, that was the whole idea about the Abyssinian concept. Oh. So when we applied for the grant competition, we went to a lot of stages yeah. and eventually got selected wow. and won a 25,000 US grant wow. to start. Now, we divided our project scope into two phases. Okay. Three phases, actually. So the first phase was that we would be able to lease an apartment already in an existing. Because okay. the grant amount to do a fresh build-up of hospitals, stock uh, yeah. equipment and things, we wouldn't be able to finance. Okay. So the idea was, okay, we can lease an apartment, remodel it, okay. and actually suit a clinic. Okay. Then we use the funds to procure equipment okay. and other logistics to okay. start with. Okay. Now after we start and then we get a claim to run as a sustainable venture. Yeah. We've acquired a vast stretch of land okay. that we can then do a build up of a fresh tanky hospital okay. wow. for the community. Wow. So that, that is this whole project idea and then the bottom wow. idea. But we also leverage on the existing idea with, with, with by my colleague I mentioned. Okay. Uh, for his idea, they do the farm for impact model where okay. they have established community farms. Okay. So revenues from the farms then fuel the sustainability of his clinic and okay. then the girls' school. Okay. So it's a similar idea we, we are adopting. Okay. The first thing is that we've gotten the clinic to run. People okay. have to be healthy before. Okay. Now with our phase two, we want to also establish large-scale community farms. So in our area, Cashew is okay. one of the, I mean, 
cash crops. Okay. And then other staple food. Okay. Then once this all come on stream, okay. funding, okay. then we can start a 10 key okay. hospital. Wow. So that's so the <laughs> Yeah. Wow. So it's going to progress, it's going to be very sustainable. Okay. Because we carry the community along with it. Yeah. So with an initial startup funding of $25,000, wow. uh, you'll be able to start something. Yeah. And then you scale it up. Yeah. And then the institution will then be self-financing. Yeah. Wow. So is is different from the district hospital then? Yes, so the district hospital is a garden facility. Yeah, but this one this is one a community learning sharing wow. and a sustainable private venture. Wow. Yeah. Oh, oh it's, it's actually great. <laughs> I've really done well. Yeah. Uh, because I think uh, but I, mean, I like family medicine because if you look at our practice uh, we've taken the family out of the care totally and then almost we don't even consider the opinions yeah. and then but as you said holistically you are looking at how would that and I think that concept is integrated almost every branch of medicine we should have patients getting recovery at a faster rate yeah, that's but true. we leave the family aside we don't even consider their values anymore yeah and uh, there are a lot of the history that we need yeah we won't which get it from the, the people. Yes. Which is in the family, the family. Issue, or the, 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 the family genogram that tells you that this patient, yeah. so maybe why this patient coming from this place is yeah. presenting with this. This condition. And if you delve well into the history, you realize on the family, you realize that we are doing some genetic condition. Yeah. So it is something that, I mean, family medicine really appreciates our thinking wow. and our approach to wow. patient care. Wow. <laughs> wow. So after you came, did you get any of your, has any of your uh, partners come to Ghana here? Alright, so um, in fact, they should have been in Ghana okay. uh, in May okay. this year, but because of, of COVID, COVID. <laughs> so we postponed it to next yeah. year. It was a reciprocal exchange okay. award that I won okay. with some of the people I met. Okay. So the Yali program or the Manda Washington Fellowship Program, yeah. after post-fellowship, has an, a competition or an award where partners or network that you built in the U.S. Yeah. You work with them to solve local problems. Okay. So there are two professionals that I met in the state that we applied and we won. Okay. The project we are going to do is to establish a meditation garden and enhance adult environment for neonatal care at Kuku. Wow. Yeah. So uh, currently, because of the COVID pandemic and yeah. travel restrictions and ban, we postponed the wow. willing in May next year, hopefully. Wow. And we've been thinking of expanding the scope now wow. because we have some time. And wow. So. And one thing we did that would like would enhance this this project was that you know the partners coming had some dedicated fund for the accommodation in terms of hotel bills. Okay. And the amount was quite significant. So okay. I discussed with them that okay. The place I work, the number of nurses or okay. nursing mothers okay. who come to work with their babies. Okay. The facility is extremely infrastructure and logistics. There's no courage and all yeah. that. So we can also lease an apartment okay. and you know, furnish it. So after they've come 
stay for two weeks where they were staying for very yeah. two weeks for two weeks and leave the place can be used as a crutch or like you know a preschool to hold yeah. the children of these like their the staff okay their their kids so i think they worked into the idea it was a fantastic idea wow. and then we committed some resources so can we leave the apartment because of yeah, COVID, COVID. Wow. rent is ra- ra- running out and all of that but it's not a problem wow. hopefully when they come and leave we start. Right. We are confident that we still sell the idea to other people. Yeah. And then we for support. Yeah. By the time the rent collapses, yeah. we are able to look for support to set up a structure yeah. even within the facility that yeah. can be a place where courage for mothers, nursing wow. mothers or like breastfeeding room for Wow. <laughs> oh, these are these are really great ideas and I I think that's what the youth really need to do because yeah. the complaint is too much uh, in yeah. this generation. You made mention, you know, people have a lot of energy, but sometimes how to even put the idea into yeah. project that you know people can buy into becomes. Yeah, we can sell it. Wow. <laughs> so uh, the other people who also you know left Ghana for the program, how is the connection? Connection within the country. Yeah. They, like are they project out of you too? Yeah. So the fellows that I met, I mean from Ghana. Uh, Amadanka, you know her. Yeah, Amadanka, the uh, fabulous man. Yeah, yeah. she's also a previous fellow in 2017. Uh, yeah, 2017 yeah. fellow. She's doing I mean fantastic yeah, job with coaching, with yeah. leadership and all of that. Yeah. So we have an association, the Mandela Washington yeah. Association of all fellows. You know Victoria Eboa? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I visited her that year. She had wanted to stop all the things she was doing. So about a few months later, she said she has had the opportunity to okay. with Tango. Yeah. 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 You were saying. Yeah. So there's a, the association where fellows doing a lot of amazing work. Okay. Just to be amplified. Okay. So when COVID strike, the association came together and did a COVID intervention project. Okay. Where we organize PPEs. We organized um, detergents and other things and donated to um, various organizations and institutions, including okay. the prisons and other health facilities. Yeah. And then one of our fellow too also won a government <coughs> contract okay. to produce the homemade mask, the, okay. the reusable okay. face mask. Okay. So she also donated some of the masks to the association okay. for There are other projects that we run together as okay. fellows. Okay. Yeah, we run mentorship series program. Okay. Yeah, and a whole lot of other okay. things that we do. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's really amazing. Uh, it's really amazing. So from your experience, are you working uh, there? As, I think you were. Make a mention of what motivated you to go to the cuckoo. Yeah. Because typically, <laughs> an MD who comes from school will not choose to go to cuckoo. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but your impact has been great, having gone there over the period. What really motivated you to go to? Yeah. As soon as Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, so the story of me getting there, yeah. Um, We'll say after house job, I was in Kumasi doing a lot of private work, looking here and there. And um, I was hoping to really stay in Kumasi. Okay. Honestly. <laughs> <laughs> well, like by initial choice, I yeah. wanted to end up in the 
I wanted to start life from somewhere, then later come back home and you know also you know, be able to make some impact. Yeah. But I think whatever happened, God has a plan. Yeah. So eventually my name going to Brown Alpha I came, my posting has been scheduled for it's not the south. And you know <laughs> the district has a previous record or a past record of a lot of political violence and other things time pass i think these days the narrative is changing okay it's been relatively peaceful okay within this so naturally people or health workers are really not attracted okay to, to the place the place of such districts and private communities so when i ended up there working with the community members and like like well Naturally, we are from this region, so let's all put our hands on deck and see how best we can work together to change the narrative. One of the uh, initial challenges we needed to overcome was converting the place from a health center to a hospital status. That was which year? So that we started from 2017 okay. to 2018. Wow. Yeah, so we started a process. By 2018, we had achieved it. We, we achieved it in record time of less than eight months. Wow. <laughs> so what, are, what goes into being converted from health center to a hospital? Yeah, so it depends on the capacity of the facility. Okay. The logistics okay. and human resources. Okay. So we need to have per the health facility and regulatory authority standards. Yeah. Certain basic or minimum standards you need to have. Okay. So for instance, to have a hospital status, in terms of human resource, there's a number of categories of health workers, workers you doctors, need. nurses, anesthetists, midwives, physician assistants, and all of that, or all the other cadres of okay. staff. You need to have all those companies. And then in terms of logistics, you need to have a functioning theater. Okay. The number of wards, the number of bed capacity, okay. capacity all counts. And all the other complements, laboratory, yeah. or diagnosis, and all these things. So when I got in there, the facility lacked this critical infrastructure. Yeah. So we wrote proposals and negotiated with various organizations, local buying company and here. In the district? Yes, within the district. So we went for the IGM and made a strong case why they yeah. need to support, support the facility. Yeah. So, I mean, it was a simple thing I told them. Like, you work within this district, the farmers are your primary customers. You buy cocoa from them. I mean, you make some earnings or some revenue. Yeah. You get a premium bonus. Yeah. So one of the things you can give back to them is investing in their health. Yeah. So the maternity unit as at that time was, I mean, was a small place, very okay. So, um, typically sometimes you have mothers also uh, having to be placed on the floor because you had just <coughs> about three, three or yeah. four beds in, in the in the unit. Yeah. So, what you can do to make an impact? And give back to the farmers is to put up a, a, a maternity unit for us. And I think it was something that resonated very well with them. Wow. They bought into the idea, they started about a 25 bed capacity maternity block with a labor wall. And it's a cocoa. They're the uh, Amajara Cocoa Buying Cooperative. Wow. Yeah. With an open. They built up the maternity. Yeah. yeah, they're putting up. The, wow. the project is almost completed. I think what is left with. It's the tiling and then the glazing. Wow. Actually, they are done. Yeah. 
So that's why so what was your secret? How? Because I think it's, it's a challenge for many leaders to yeah. be able to spearhead some of this, you know, sustainable project that you are talking about. Yeah. Usually people will complain it's not there, and then, like, how are you able to connect first with the community leaders and then? Yeah, so, you know, I mentioned that we need to think what can be done locally. So, in doing that, you did you have this idea before the Yali? Because after Yali, no, I mean these these are these are uh, these are thoughts that yeah. you have. But of course, the 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 Yali program yeah, also expanded and expands on this yeah. scope. So, um, these are people that we identified as stakeholders or okay. partners in the healthcare space, and. It was naturally something that we like, okay, let's approach everybody that we can and see how they can support. And they were one of the primary people. And I think we were also a bit very lucky <laughs> because uh, the people that we also sold the idea to bought into the idea. Yeah. And then supported. If we had gone to them, we were like, well, probably we have other priorities yeah. or maybe we are not interested in this idea. Definitely, we wouldn't have been able to achieve that. Yeah. So, I mean, we thank God for it wow. coming to this thing, but we, it's something we talked to. We so both the them. building and furnishing of the area is a project they yes, undertake. Yes, it is being done by wow. the group. We involved the traditional council. Okay. We had the Omaini also backing the call wow. for the support. So I mean, you did your community <laughs> engagement very well. <laughs> yes. You know, this is causing a lot of yeah. uh, doctors, a lot of healthcare managers. It's like we are sitting in one place and the community is also apart. Yeah. So problems that we will be crying, you made mention of. The community has solution, but yeah. we we move around. Yeah. Now, if we sit in our office and expect that they work to us, definitely will not work to us. Yeah. <laughs> we need to move to, to, them. to them. We need to engage them. Sometimes what they expect of us, but when we also explain our position to yeah. them, they might have a different view yeah. or a different perspective about yeah. it all together. Wow. Yeah. So it was one of the things that we we. we and then after that, the community also, we did a debut in okay. family ways and we building a 20 bed capacity case ward. Wow. <laughs> yeah, a case ward. So the, the project too, I think, is still on, on course. Wow. We are set to um, finish. There, we experienced some, a bit of delay because of funding issues. Wow. But we are organizing other resources to see how we can finish up and wow. finish the project. So wow. these are some of the things that we did. And then there, there was also an existing building for okay. the theater, wow. which was also led by the community. Wow. Now, there was a former member of parliament who had connections with a U.S. organization. Okay. So they donated medical equipment okay. to furnish the theater. Wow. And the studio machine, the theater bed, and some other things. Wow. Yeah. So these were things that helped us for us to get the theater also upstream and on board. Wow. And then the other logistics. And then we internally too from our IGF wow. we we did find some expansion works wow. and then some innovations. And these are things that helped us to wow. achieve that. And the original health directorates too are generous to us. Well, I mean, we're almost every day <coughs> now and I then think, on uh, the neck of the directors. <laughs> but you were, you were under Bono and Ahafo. Yes, the, those times we were together. But now you are at now a, under Ahafo. Yeah. 
<laughs> wow. They also gave a good support. Yeah, so wow. we're posting off health workers. Oh, okay. Your health workers to our community. Yeah. I mean, you have to do lobbying for yes, more. Yes, you need to. Now, people, so when you went, how many staff did you have then? Oh, initially, the total staff strength was 39. That's about 40. Now, we've increased to 200 and... Wow. 13. 39 <laughs> to 213. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So, you see, previously they were posting health workers. Wow. But people declined posting. Uh, so, what we did was that, I mean, as and when we go to make a case to the region that wow. we need this category of staff. And of course, if they, they also don't post people, employ people, they definitely not get staff. Yeah. So, I mean, they fight the Ghana service and government, they fight extensive work by them. Employing people and posting them. But in posting them to you as a healthcare manager, you should be able to attract those people <laughs> because they are wow. across the Yeah, country. sure. So you have to meet with them, you have to you know, negotiate and dialogue with them. Wow. Some basic other support that you can. Yeah. You, you, you just introduce those as to them. Me, like support or yeah. to encourage people to accept postings to your area. Wow. Yeah, so these were some of the things. Wow. Little things. It may not sound very huge. Yeah. Yeah. But these are basically that we were very constrained with accommodation. Wow. It's not like we were able to provide accommodation for the number of people that we posted to. What we did was that locally the existing staff would lead to support new newly posted people to look for accommodation. Okay. And then we also spoke to the community so that when these people come to our they help them. They help them and Subsidy. subsidize their they will stay for and for them to stay <laughs> so this was some of the basic other things that we did to wow. but if the people come to the mm. district and they are not finding place to stay they can't stay definitely they will not stay yeah. or they will not leave to work wow. Wow. i guess your people are giving you support the staffs are also supporting you and Oh yeah, I think wow. my management and my staff, if you don't have it on the yeah, same level, there will be individual differences. Definitely, definitely. And of course, in, in organization, yeah. there will be an organizational conflict, but yeah, the ability sure. to rise beyond yeah. that and solve this problem. Wow. Right. Now, because these things that we are doing, definitely if a leader is doing some of this thing, definitely majority of the people will like it and yeah. then... And they'll really be happy working yeah. there. Yeah, uh, I mean, I wouldn't have been able to achieve all these yeah. things that we talk about. Mm, that's true support. The support mm, of from the, your the, management. The, the, my management and my staff. Wow. So, I mean, they are doing a lot of the work. Wow. A lot of the work is being done by them. We provide leadership directions, wow. of course, clinical directions as well. Wow. But if they don't buy into your idea, yeah. if they don't support you, definitely you'll not be able to succeed. It's so, true. I mean, I said, these are one of the key things to do is to, I mean, for us to take care of our staff, take care of our management, for them to give up their best. Yeah. Yes, um, having said that, yeah, there are challenges. Yeah, that sure. You not be able to completely yeah, solve, solve all the problem. problems or the challenges that staff yeah, may have. face or may have. But the engagement, the yeah. dialogue, I mean, listening to them, we do uh, staff there uh, and they come up with their ideas. Yeah. We respect the ideas. Yeah, we all negotiate and dialogue. Some of them, some of the things that or the demands definitely will be beyond the scope of yeah. the management. So we also present to them yeah. what we think would, would be in the best interest of the facility. Yeah. Then we all dialogue, form a common ground, a consensus, yeah. and implement. Yeah. I think the ability to have been able to do this is what has communicated to a lot of the successes that we've talked about. This wow.
Oh, this is really interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's really interesting. Uh, at least your experience with medical school, health facilities, where you were before, where you are now, you realize it's not easy leading people. Yeah. It's very tough for a lot yeah. of medical directors, <laughs> even at a big, big health facility. Yeah. What is actually working for you that's elsewhere? Uh, people are struggling with it. What, what is actually uh, distinguishing between what you are doing there? Because a lot of people are really struggling so far as our health system is yeah. really concerned. And being given that position, converting it into a district hospital, it's a lot of effort. Yeah. And for me, this is our credit to good leadership. What would you say is lacking in our system as a country? Well, from so, your experience and then what you are doing now and then tying your experience from the United States. Yeah, so um in fact healthcare managing healthcare facilities these times is, is, is not easy. With constraints, with logistics, yeah. with financing, the human resource and all of that. But um our ability to rise beyond those challenges is what helps us to solve those problems. And identifying key stakeholders and bringing them on board as partners is, 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 is one of the driving forces. What we did quite well in our place, although it was a highly polarized environment, yeah. we tried as much as possible to bring all the various heads together. Okay. Yeah, so we realized that the case work project that we're doing, the continental yeah. initiative, the traditional council is on board. The various major players are also on board, and yeah. they all made significant contribution to the success of this project. Okay. So when you are able to do that, you are able to rally the community behind. It. Okay. And of course, once you have the whole community backing, then yeah. there's nothing. You succeed. Yeah. When you have challenges, there are very people that will help you to solve them. You are not turning your back behind them. Yeah. Also, they are the same people that would give you the complaints. Yeah. And. What we do is that once the complaints come, yeah. we, we engage them and let them themselves help to suggest Solve possible them. solutions to the, those problems. Right. Sometimes you be thinking that, okay, I want to do this for the community yeah. or for the women, but that might not be what they, they are they interested in or they need. That might not be their need. Yeah. And so you need to do a critical need assessment for them. Of course, you are the technical person. Yeah. You give them the technical advice. I haven't given them the technical advice, there's that soft spot or social part of okay. the quality dimension. Okay. That will come from them. And that is the community ownership. <laughs> and uh, will you say, if you look at our system as a country, do we, how will you rate that community ownership across the country, from at least your experience? Because yeah. I think what you are saying is a major thing that if we are able to identify, then we should succeed as a, yeah. as a facility, whichever place that we find ourselves. Look, you know our country, because of the system that yeah. we run, and the system of government, where there is a winner takes all. Yeah. The party wins, the party is in power, the, the, the president has huge yeah, power, power to, to himself. Yes, to I mean, appoint virtually everybody. <laughs> everybody in the country. <laughs> There's some few constitutional, statutory organizations. Yeah. Then the other section may not necessarily feel the need to rally behind for that success. Yeah. But in mature democracies, yeah. I mean look at what happens with the US elections, yeah. with Trump and Biden and all that. 
even up to now when <laughs> the president is the Trump is not considered defeat. The I mean official president elect Biden is trying hard to rally the whole country behind, yeah. trying to bring them together. And yeah. he has consistently been saying yeah. that he's going to be president not for just for all. those who voted for them, but yeah. president for all. I think this is what every leadership especially in this part of our world, our country needs to yeah. do. I think we've seen signs of the current president also trying to yeah. rally everybody behind. Now, when we're able to achieve that, and it has to also to be done at the micro level, okay. not at the, the, the executive the bigger, level, yeah. but even within our... So within the district constituency, whoever wins, so practically how does the person rally the other people yes, it's, in it's, the community? It's not an easy job. I mean, it's going to be difficult, yeah. but it is about our actions and inactions. Okay. It is about holding that firm belief. It's not everybody that holds that firm belief yeah. that when I win power, yeah. I should be able to bring the people who were or having dissenting opinions yeah. together. Yeah. Uh, once we, we, we move that first step yeah. and hold that thought or that belief that we are all in the same business of building our country. Yeah. In doing that, people have different ideas. Yeah. Somebody thinks that you need to pass maybe left, another person needs to pass, pass right, and they won't arrive at a point yeah. to build a country. Yeah. So when the power rests with you, you have to identify all avenues or strategies to bring okay. the other parties on board. Okay. It may be very difficult and yeah. but I mean our actions, our inactions, I mean extending that loving hand to yeah. them inviting them to the table yes and avoiding the acrimony that we yeah. receive which has characterized our political yeah. environment yeah i think we'll really be able to bring the very people who support these leaders yeah. together if the leaders are seen yeah. to to be united yeah. working for a common cause with government of the country i think they are followed they are followers yeah they also follow one thing is that beyond uh, or in closed doors, they are very good friends. Yeah, but when they come out, but when they're on the radio, <laughs> when they're on the political platforms, yeah. they behave as if they yeah, are West and and, and, so. that. and that is what we, the youth, see. Yeah. We don't see the other part when they are, in, they are in, 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 in closed doors. Yeah. I mean, when they are in parliament and there's off camera. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they have their drinking own, tea yeah. together. <laughs> you know? yeah. And there are some who are even family members yeah, sure. who have taken different sides. Yeah. So that is what we the youth need to emulate. That it is about sharing ideas. Yeah. It is about we have different views, but we are not enemies. We are not enemies. You, 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 you explain your point of view. The other person also has an opportunity to explain his or her point of view respectfully in a modern environment. So wouldn't you say we need a lot of sensitization programs, for example, what we are doing is as if we have 100 people listening. Uh, wouldn't you think such programs will also help in changing you know, the way we do things as usual? That's perfect. And I think it's one of the biggest steps that you've taken with, with, with the risk platform yeah. program that you do. Yeah. It's one of the biggest things that you, you do. I mean, community sensitization or engagement or education really takes quite a lot of time to use resources. Yeah. But we should be proud of the gradual progress or improvements that we achieve. Yeah. And then, as I said, when we started from the 
lower level. Yeah. Even right now, educational yeah. structures. Yeah. We let people understand. Yeah. We let students or the young people understand that in building the nation, we yeah. all have to. We all don't necessarily need to belong to one, one party, particular political party or ideology. Yeah. yeah. But whichever one you believe in. Yeah. The ultimate goal is to have development. development. Yeah. To have security. Yes. So why would then people be violent? People will be aggressive yeah. in sharing their idea. Sometimes too, it has been that the person's next daily bread is hate on political power. <laughs> when the power goes, he has lost. So he has to do everything to preserve. <laughs> Yeah, when power swings and yeah. he loses his yeah. head, then bread. So means he loses his livelihood. So he has to do everything. everything. Whether good yeah. or bad. And so that is what we also need to build our country on. Okay. We need to shift um uh, like how people live yeah. from it being rested on political power. Yeah. For instance, if we are a civil servant, okay. irrespective of which party is in power, we, and you know that your job is secured, yeah. it is not hinged on the political yeah. party or the whoever is in government, then definitely whatever the decision that person is doing is free is and firm. Yeah. He knows that he needs to put it there. Ultimate responsibility on him for the country, his service to the country. And not so if you look at people whose job are secured, who even belong to state institutions, who are expected to make sure that our democracy runs, but where you do not get the kind of justices or the kind of uh, uh, the best practice in running certain institutions, uh, can we always tie to probably the security of their job? That is why they are. You can look at executive arms or cabinet judiciary and then other state institutions established by law who are supposed to be very independent, but sometimes the independence is compromised. Yeah. Uh, I don't know whether because of friends, because if it's only money, you realize that their work is secure. Yeah. But I don't know, maybe from your experience, why we are not able to have those independent minded people expressing the idea in their field of work. Yeah. An example is, let's say, even in medicine. Uh, I think you have a doctor who has a clinical judgment knowing that no, this thing is not supposed to be done. Yeah. Uh, for political affiliation, doctor can just be there folding the arms and then what is supposed to be done so that the whole citizen can benefit yeah. is actually being denied. Yeah. So that is why we all need to work to strengthen the institutions. Yeah. Once the institutions are strengthened, okay. the independence of the, the state institutions okay. are guaranteed. Okay. Then the people who work in there would, would be motivated okay. to really express themselves from that technical point of view. But where you see micromanaging of these institutions, state institutions yeah. or independent institutions, then it's a cause to worry. Okay. And which is with that micromanaging, political powers and opinions, micromanaging yeah. it, yeah. that people or technocrats may not directly yeah. want to comment or say, yeah, yeah. of course, there are you know, technical people doing amazing work. Yeah. But sometimes, for a few of being labeled yeah, or victimized, sure. yeah. they may want to keep the opinions yeah. themselves. <laughs> <laughs> and the country does yeah, yeah, sure. So 
but that one i don't know how mm. but i think uh, what you are doing made mention of something if we can tell the story of the good ones yeah. me, i believe that we'll be able to change the narrative yeah. because if you have let's say 100 people like you let's say within this region there are others but we don't hear about them yeah so i'm of the view we should have the voices of the good ones yeah. on the radio on the television big big platform in the yeah. schools so that people that know i can even be a doctor and still make an impact yeah. at the end of the day how many doctors come to the district and then no, they don't think about how the community will no yeah. i think your idea is actually one atom which i think we need to change yeah. because there's few who think about the community but all these things we are doing it ties to the fact that you have a human feeling for the community yeah. uh, but uh, I, I don't know whether you said that like the human feeling is gone i think yeah yeah you're yeah, right um with this with amplifying the voices of yeah. the very few yeah or those who otherwise would not have been heard. Yeah. It's one way of, uh, I mean, one way of sensitizing or bringing these people together. Now, when people also feel that the sacrifice that they make, okay. eventually, with time, will get.